you're in business because you have an idea, a spark, a passion, and it's your gift. It's the one that you have and you're bringing it to the world. I know it isn't easy and it requires commitment. You have to learn both the mechanics and leave room for the magic every day in your business. And I'm here for you to help you make a profit. I'm Don Kennedy, your host of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. I'm an attorney, author, mentor, and CEO of a growing coffee company. I'm in this with you every single day. Thanks for joining me on the show that looks at all aspects of business from the mindset to the sales to the money left over at the end of the month with tips and strategies to help you navigate this amazing ride called entrepreneurship. Thanks for making us part of your journey. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. So excited today. We're going to go back to talking about something that is so important when we talk about your unique gifts and talents as an entrepreneur and bringing your gifts to the world. I am talking with Heidi Brown today. We are going to dive deep into authenticity and into making sure that your journey, your uniqueness is coming out and something that you are being really, really tuned to. So Heidi, thank you so much for joining me on the program. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you and to talk about this topic. So tell us first who you are and who you serve. Okay, great. So yes, I'm Heidi Brown and I am a a coach, a guide, a healer, And I work predominantly with wellness practitioners, a lot of chiropractors, because that's how I started my career. And uh, there are a few other high-level entrepreneurs that that make themselves into into my world as well. And really, the people who are attracted to me are people who are in some kind of a transition in their life. And that can be something very obvious that they have just sold their business or they're wanting to sell their business. They are wanting to get a divorce. They're wanting to move to a new country, you know, some very obvious transition that they're wanting to be guided through and supported through to really make sure that they are making choices in alignment with who they are more authentically maybe than they've been before. But uh, there's another group of people who come to me who are also very much in a transition, but they they maybe don't realize that they are. These are the people who they've they've ticked a lot of the boxes of what they think will make them happy. You know, they've got a, a good business, they're making good money, maybe they're married, maybe they've got kids, maybe they have a nice house, maybe they travel a lot. You know, they're doing all of that stuff that culture tells us is going to make us happy. And they sort of wake up one day and just think, oh, like, is, is this it? They're feeling a little purposeless and a little lost. And, and it's so easy, you know, if you're not doing very well in your life, and I, I'm saying, quote, unquote, you're not doing well, you can blame that on the fact that you haven't got the car and the house and the job you know you can blame it on all of those things but when you've actually reached that level of success you've got all of the external stuff that you were looking for and you're still not happy that really then begs the question of having to look more internally to find out why that is so so that's another group of people who I really love to serve as well. 
I love that. So this really dives deep, not just in that authenticity and knowing yourself, but also really honing in on your purpose and your desires and leading from that place. And I think that it is so true. We start from, I want to build the business. I want to hit this goal, this arbitrary goal, whatever it is, could be six figures. It could be having three days off a week, whatever those things are. And when you get there, maybe it doesn't really feel like that was what you were meaning, right? So instead of saying, I want more freedom, you say, I want to get it this way. And we give ourselves this kind of physical evidence of what we want without digging down and really seeing what our heart's desire is. How can we tune better into what our heart desires and then go after the physical things that'll meet that? Yeah, absolutely. So I I think the first step as in a way simple as it sounds is to really get honest with yourself about how you are feeling. We are so conditioned, especially now that personal development and positivity is becoming such a talked about thing. I think we're conditioned to always be grateful and, but this is great and I'm doing fine. And actually that really does us a disservice. We can waste years of our life just being fine and pretending we're okay. So I think the first step is to, yeah, to really get honest about how you feel about your business or about your relationships, you know, whichever area it's in. And that can be really, really scary for people, quite honestly, because, you know, you've built a life to look a certain way. And I think we can be nervous that if we start asking ourselves those deeper questions, that everything is going to potentially unravel. But what I find with people is that when when they're able to admit the truth to themselves, there's an incredible peace that they feel by doing that. They they think it's going to be scary, but actually your body, your heart, your soul, it lights up when you speak your truth, even if that truth is, I'm not very happy, or I think I've built the wrong business. You know, you can be admitting quite big things, but But the truth is the very starting point to really getting in touch to what is what is true for you. This is such a deep and important conversation that I just don't think we have enough. And that is it is not all about good vibes only. It is not only about being grateful. It is not only about being high vibe all the time or having positive thoughts all the time. And I have written about this a few times about mindset work, sometimes being even a little bit disconcerting where you feel guilty if you're doing work around this and you're like, no, I shouldn't feel that way. No, this isn't right. Talk to us a little bit about the shame of this positivity movement. Yeah. And I mean, you've spoken to that so beautifully. Shame is exactly the the right word that I would use that we, we feel shame and guilt that we've, you know, we've achieved so much and we we've gotten so much and and we feel guilty for wanting for wanting more and it, it stifles us because we just yeah can't can't admit the truth to ourselves about how we're feeling and it it becomes toxic is is the word that's really come to my mind just this toxic soup of of just pushing and keeping going and 
well, it'll be okay. And if I just work a little bit harder, and if I just do a bit more of this, when when really we need to give ourselves the, the permission to slow down and ask ourselves the question with some curiosity and compassion. You know, if we if we're trying to do this work, but we're judging ourselves, you're never going to grow. You're never going to come into your own truth. But if you've got curiosity and a willingness to really own up to what is true for you, that's where the magic can happen. That's when you can really start to uncover what is going on for you and to feel some forgiveness for yourself and some kindness for yourself. You know, we're so mean to ourselves, that inner critic voice that we have that's constantly telling us all sorts of things. You know, we beat ourselves up and and we think if I'm just a little bit harsher with myself and I work a little bit harder, you know, I'll get somewhere. And actually, if we look back over our lives, like when has that ever worked? It doesn't work. We've got to go in gently and compassionately and and that makes all the difference. So let's say I do wake up and I realize this really isn't the business I want to be running or this was my parents' expectation for what the life I should be living or this is not the relationship that's making me happy and I'm sure some people listening are going to realize this isn't necessarily the entrepreneurship journey that I want to be running. What do we do with that? What do we do next? Because we are hiding behind this positive thoughts only. How do we unveil, like unravel that? And how do we face that knowing that once that truth is out, you can't put it back? Yeah, absolutely. And and the way you say that, like it, it sounds terrifying, doesn't it? It really does sound yes. terrifying. Yes. I think the, the first thing to realize is that when you do have a realization like that. It's not like tomorrow you need to leave that relationship or sell that business. You know, you don't, we go from, I've got some awareness to right, what's the action I'm going to take? And, and that's, I think, what makes it so scary. Whereas in reality, just having that realization is the first step. And we can sit with that and see what our life looks like now that we have admitted that truth to ourselves. And I think as you start to explore that, it might be, let's say we're talking about our business and we think, oh my gosh, is this really what I want to be doing? I don't think it is. It might not be that you need to sell the business, it might be that you're just showing up in that business in a way that isn't lighting you up. And if you are bold enough and brave enough to start to to show up more as yourself and allow that business to be more of an expression of who you are, it might be that that business is absolutely the right thing to be doing. You just need to be relating to it in a different way. So I think that's a really important piece because yeah, it, it doesn't immediately mean, right, we've got to sell it, we've got to change. Um, but equally, over time, you might realize that that is exactly what you need to be doing. You know, I was a chiropractor for 14 years. And for the, the last two or three years of that, you know, it, it did take that length of time. I had that inner feeling of, 
I don't think this is what I'm here on earth to do. There's so much about it that I love, but the the drive for coaching, you know, the calling for that just got louder and louder. And actually, as I just slowly let that happen, the transition to then sell my business and start a coaching one, it became surprisingly easy. It was still scary. Making a change in our lives is always scary. But I felt so guided that it was the right thing to do. And I think when you're in that place of authenticity, the right steps, the right opportunities, they start to present themselves and they make that journey so much easier. Yeah, that's beautiful because I do think we sometimes don't want to peel back and look because we are afraid that that means we immediately have to make a change. We immediately have to do something different because we know there's a different truth. And I think you just beautifully address the fact that we can have an awareness and not immediately have to do something. So how do we dig down and find the truth, the authenticity of ourselves and show up in that real way when maybe some of us aren't in tune because we've been playing these roles or doing these things. And when you say get honest with yourself, you know, where is that permission slip to be, you know, maybe not okay or uncomfortable with the way we look at ourselves? Yeah, the not okay and the uncomfortable, but they're such difficult feelings, aren't they? Because again, we're programmed to just think I should feel happy all of the time. And and allowing ourselves to be in the discomfort. That is, I think it's one of the most difficult things, but one of the most important skills that we as humans need to be able to do is to actually recognize our feelings and allow ourselves to feel those feelings. You know, it's so easy to turn the TV on or have another glass of wine or start online shopping, you know, whatever we want to do to distract ourselves. So in terms of really doing the work, I think if you have a really high level of self-awareness, you're able to uncover a lot of these things on your own. But but my experience has been, and for myself and for my clients as well, has, has really been seeing that unless you've got someone really holding the space for you to do that deeper work, it can be difficult to do it because we're so stuck in our own stories and limiting beliefs and the way things have always been. But sometimes we do need someone to, to point those things out to us. And I think some of the most foundational work that we need to do around that is to really look to our past. You know, we've got so many beliefs that have been programmed inside of us from you know, from being tiny little babies where we we rely on our parents or our caregivers for for love and connection. You know, we'll we'll only survive if we're getting that support from our caregivers. So mm. as little babies, we are so tuned in to know, you know, if I do this, I get I get love. Whereas if I do this, I don't get that love. So right from that early age and and that follows us through school and friendship groups and all of these things we really learn that first of all some aspects of our personality are in quotes sort of bad sort of it's bad to be sad or it's bad to get angry so 
we squish those bits down inside of us and, and we never want to let them out because, yeah, we, we think they're bad and we think we won't be loved if we express those pieces. But another really important piece of the work is to understand the, the parts of your personality that maybe are wonderful. You know, maybe you, you were super creative as a child, but that wasn't really valued by your parents or by your school and you were pushed down a more academic path. And so you've squashed that creativity down inside of you to the point you, you don't even know it's a part of you anymore. And the more and more we do that, the more sort of divided we we become internally, which is why it makes it so hard to, to get in touch with our real truth. It's why we've become so disconnected from ourselves. And as you do the work to, as you say, unpeel some of those layers, really look to your childhood experiences and start to get an understanding of why you are the way you are, what has shaped you that sheds such a huge light on how you're showing up in your current life because of course your past is creating your present and how you are right in this moment is going to create your future so unless you're going right back to those early experiences you're not going to change what happens in your future either right i mean this is probably the best argument for people getting that professional support in making sure they do understand about themselves. And there's lots of ways to do this. There's therapy, there's coaching. And I've even seen some human design where, I mean, it blew my socks off the first time I saw my human design chart and talked to me about all the different things that kind of made up the different parts of my personality and things like that. But I want to also talk to you a little bit about something else that sounds like it would be important. And that is self-trust in your work where people make these changes and they learn to make these, I guess, these shifts that you talk about, how do you do that? And how do you start to develop that self-trust that allows you to do something completely different from what you thought you should be doing? Yeah, absolutely. Self-trust is, is so foundational and key to this work. And I, I think in my experience working with people, the biggest thing that shuts us off from that well there are a few pieces part of it is that as we've spoken about those childhood experiences that we are we're taught not to listen to our own voice because we're taught to do you know what our parents tell us to do or what our teachers tell us to do so we we learn very early you know oh I, th- I thought this was going on but my mum told me something else and she must be right so we shut down mm. that ability to hear ourselves from very early on but I think when we're looking more in our present life how we can start to cultivate more self-trust one of the biggest thing that stops us doing that is we're not really looking for self-trust what we're looking for is for the answer that is going to give us the next 10 steps mapped out ahead of us. This is what you need to do. This is how it's going to go. And by the way, you're not going to fail in any of those steps. It's all going to work out perfectly. Here's the answer. We think that if we start tuning into our body and we start to trust ourselves, that that's the kind of answer that we're going to get. And of course, we never get that answer. So we tell ourselves that 
we can't trust ourselves and we can't hear our intuition and we can't tune in the way that others speak about. Whereas actually, if you can get a more realistic picture of what tuning into yourself actually looks like, and certainly my experience of this is as you're learning to trust yourself and tune into your body and that gut feeling and intuition, it is a tiny little whisper. It's just this little feeling that move in this direction or make that decision or why don't you get in this in touch with this person and it might make no sense to you at all but you've got to follow it those little whispers you've got to start following them and as you start taking action that's how you'll start to build the confidence in yourself and that you can you can trust your intuition because you know self-worth And self-confidence are two very different things. Self-worth is is all of the stuff that we talked about, you know, getting in touch with your truth and your childhood patterns and limiting beliefs, you know, doing all of the inner work around that. But in order to really be able to trust yourself, you've got to build the self-confidence. And that only comes by taking action. And it's taking action when it doesn't even make any sense to you at all that often is is the best action you can take it's it's stepping into the unknown and and trusting what what comes from that and and another really important piece of that is is not expecting that those steps are going to lead you perfectly in a straight line to your desired goal you might take action and it might not work out the way you want it to do and you might need to backtrack and take a different action and go in a different direction but that doesn't mean that you're not listening to to your inner voice and trusting yourself that that's just life and that's just reality and if you can allow yourself to take action in spite of being uncertain and even though you're still afraid that's how the trust develops and forms i have to ask i am somebody who is very evidence based so mm-hmm. Tracking this type of, I trusted myself and this happened, I trusted myself and that happened. What are your thoughts on journaling, on diaries, on those types of things where you can look back? I just did this the other day where I took out something from 2020 and I had written lists of things that I wanted to get done and I had finished four out of seven. And I went, wow, look at this. What are your thoughts on those types of things for tracking these little intuitive hits? Yeah. Oh, I love that you did that. Yes, I am a huge fan of journaling in in all sorts of different ways and forms. One one of my favorite ways to journal is first thing in the morning when I'm still in that sort of slightly groggy, haven't quite woken up, is to get out my journal and just write in a stream of consciousness, just all of the mess and the thoughts and the busyness that's in my brain and just get all of that out of me that can be such a beautiful way and the first maybe page of that is just uh, random nonsense to be quite honest but as I get down sort of my second page my third page I always try and do three pages of it it is amazing the the wisdom and the insights and the the stuff that that can come out of you as you're doing that. So that's one of my favorite ways to journal. And I, I love the idea, as you say, of going back through your journals and, and really it's another way to build trust, isn't it? To see I did that and it, it 
did work. It did go in a direction. I did trust myself. I think the more we can look for evidence that what we're doing is working, the better, because our brains are are programmed to look for what's wrong. You know, our, our brains are there to keep us alive. So we're always looking for what should I be afraid of? What should I be scared of? What could go wrong? And we have to actively cultivate looking for the other things, looking for where did it go right? Where did I do something that worked out really well? So I think it's beautiful that you did that. And and hopefully you found that really powerful to see just how how effective you were. You know, I wonder if the programming in our brain is one of the biggest obstacles for us trying to find that deeper truth within ourselves if we are maybe not content or maybe not feeling fulfilled because we have this pattern recognition that this is the way it's supposed to be, not only because maybe we were told to do it this way, but because we've seen the success of building something that maybe doesn't make us happy. Yeah, absolutely. I I do think as in a way, I was going to say it's so difficult to admit, but actually I think it's it's freeing when we get to understand that our, our brain is not there to make us happy. You know, we think our, our thoughts should be there to make us happy. And that's that's just not the job of the brain. And actually, when we can get an understanding of that, we can again start to get more compassion for ourselves and understanding of ourselves and start to cultivate something very, very different in our lives. This has been such an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. If people want to find you and learn more about you and your work and talk to you, maybe about you becoming one of their guides, how can they learn more about you? Yes. So one of the best places to go is my website, which is heidibrown.co.uk or find me on Instagram where I'm at heidibrowncoach. Love it. So we're going to put all of your links into the show notes so you can find Heidi at any time. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, This has been a great conversation. Thanks, Dawn. I've absolutely loved it. Thank you so much for having me. All right. We'll talk to you next time on the next episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. If you'd like to learn more and grab some free resources, just head over to entremoneycoach.com and you'll find the links and freebies. Take care and I can't wait to talk to you again next time on the Profit Accelerator Podcast.